Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. That depends on you, where you are, and when you are listening. I'm the Meatball. You're tuning in to the Meatballs for America podcast. This is episode 14. Uh, Sorry about no episode last week. I got some private things going on, and I'm a little late this week because of that. And then with everything happening uh, in the world over there in Russia and Ukraine, I wanted to... Wait it out and see uh, some things so I could address them. Today, you know, we're going to do our time capsule cannoli. We're going to hit year 1978. Uh, We're going to discuss inflation, gas, energy, America's world image being the worst it's been since about 1978-1979. I got to give you my take on Russia-Ukraine and how Biden's handling of it is mashing up my meatballs. I got a nice good conversation in the betting with Broccoli Rob call that you're going to listen into. We're going to be talking NBA, NHL, and some March Madness. Uh, Also, we go over the answers for the uh, time capsule cannoli questions. Then I'm going to wrap it up with some TV recommendations and movie recommendations from me, the meatball, and from some of our listeners. Got a couple of calls on them. Again, thank you for listening into the Meatballs for America podcast. I'm the Meatball, and as usual, your points, your opinions are always welcome on the What Say You hotline. That's 307-363-2669. Leave me a voicemail, or you can email me at meatballsforamerica at yahoo.com. That's all lowercase letters and the number four, not the word for meatballsforamerica at yahoo.com. Look for me on Facebook. My name on there is Frank Talker, and you can follow me on Twitter at MBS for America. That's capital M, capital B, capital S, the number four, capital A, and finish spelling America at MBS for America on Twitter. Uh, you'll find uh, show-related polls and information on there. This week, I had a poll up there. The poll was, do you have any confidence in Biden, Blinken, or Harris in dealing with Putin and the Russian-Ukraine crisis? Uh, choices were no confidence, 50-50, and fully confident. 64.5% of the people who answered said they have no confidence. 12.9%, 50 50, and 22.6% are fully confident. I can't believe that number's that high. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. As I said earlier, the United States of America, inflation, gas, energy, and world image are at the lowest they've been in my adult lifehood. And I think about as bad as they were in about 1979 America. Uh, don't forget how bad we were back then and uh, how hard it was for us to find our place in this world then. We got to get this stuff straightened out. We're going to start the show off, though, with the time capsule cannoli questions. Like I said, we're taking the bite out of the cannoli in 1978. Uh, I want to know the president and vice president of the United States of America in 1978. Can you give me the average price of a gallon of gas? United States of America in 1978. Do you know the average price of a movie ticket in the United States of America first-run theater in 1978? What was minimum wage in 1978? Can you name any of the top five television shows of 1978? Can you name any of the top five movies of 1978? 
And as usual, we always go over the four sports champions. Uh, the major sports in the United States of America, the Super Bowl, the World Series, the Stanley Cup, and the NBA champions. Can you name them? Bonus if you know who they beat. But uh, that's Time Capsule Cannoli 1978. Uh, we're going to get back to the Ukraine-Russia crisis right after this. Good morning, Nipa. First, I want to start off by saying I love, love, love your podcast. Very entertaining, very educational. Meatballs, loving the podcast. Huge fan. Can't get enough of it. Alrighty, so I am the Meatball. This is the Meatballs for America podcast. You can reach me on the What Say You hotline at 307-363-2669 or via email meatballsforamerica at yahoo.com all lowercase and the number four not the word four at yahoo.com let me know what's mashing up your meatballs this week or at any time that line's open 24 hours a day seven days a week so if you want to say something say it anytime you want i'm also looking for someone in the cryptocurrency cbd oils or nfts to come on and have a discussion about them so if you or anyone you know would like to have a live on-air conversation with the meatball about either cbd oil nfts or cryptocurrency get in touch with me let's set something up be a 15 to 40 minute phone call let me know and as always you always can just speak your mind like Linguini did here after the trains in sports episode once again thank you for listening to the meatball and the meatballs for america podcast today we're going to get into what's mashing the meatballs meatballs yeah meatball this is Linguini. i just listened to your show about these this transgender bullshit it's simple. There's two sexes. There's male, there's female. If you're born with a pair of balls, you're a guy. If you're born with a magic triangle, you're a woman. All you woke people don't like it. Kiss my ass. I definitely agree with that. Linguini there. The woke can kiss my ass too. They're destroying this country with all this political correctness and cancel culture. Stop it. Start standing up to them. Start telling them they're wrong. Stop with the bullshit. That's what I say you say to them. Uh, but I want to start off with that tough guy, Joe Biden, the candidate, when he was discussing Putin and Russia before he got elected. Folks, you hear the news. Once again, Putin and the Russians are trying to engage in our election to decide who the president's going to be. And this time I'm the object there of their attention. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, your days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. Again, here he is. Folks, you hear the news. Once again, Putin and the Russians are trying to engage in our election to decide who the president's going to be. And this time I'm the object there of their attention. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president. But to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. And then he adds that, and I know he doesn't want me to be president. When I'm president, things are going to change. And boy, have they changed. Uh, 
I think Putin was patiently waiting for somebody as weak and incompetent as Joe Biden. Uh, he realized how weak Biden and Obama were when they were in. That's when he took Crimea. And I guess he figured the two-time incumbent vice president was going to run and become president. But even the Democrats knew then that he was a failure and not needed. I strongly believe they only ran him against uh, Trump in 2020 because they knew they were going to cheat. And if he got caught, they didn't care if they trashed him. That's exactly why they didn't run him in 2016 and they ran him in 2020. And now they're shoving all this bullshit legislation to ruin his name because they don't care. He's been a lousy, incompetent politician his entire life. And now he's just their puppet. But uh, I really believe Putin sat patiently and waited for him. Why wouldn't he? On day one, he released all the sanctions Trump had on Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2, which led to uh, all those sanctions led to our energy independence. You know, we were for the first time in 19 and 20 exporting more oil than we were importing. But by cutting, by releasing the sanctions on Nord Stream 1 and 2, by shutting down the Keystone Pipeline, by ending our fracking, by ending our drilling, he took us out of the energy market. Uh, we are now importers of energy instead of exporters like we were under Trump with all his uh, work. And uh, that made Putin the energy czar in Europe. 40% of Europe gets all their oil, natural gas from Putin. It's, so Biden enriched him. He, said he made him, you know, like I said, the de facto powers are of Europe, filled his coffers, which gave him the money to do this attack. And then with the Afghan disgrace and the slap in the face to all our NATO and other allies, Putin realized how weak and untrustworthy Biden's America was on the world stage. That's what emboldened him to do this. So if you don't think Joe Biden's incompetence, weakness, and presidency has led to this, you're wrong. Putin has been waiting since he took office to have a weakling as president of the United States of America so he can reconfigure the USSR. Now, China's watching, and they see he's not being held responsible for anything he's doing with these weak sanctions. We'll go over them in a minute. Uh, and they're going to go over, and they're going to take Taiwan. And after China takes Taiwan, Putin's going to go into the Baltics. Um, and that's when we're going to have to get involved because they're NATO. And once he attacks NATO, we got to attack him. It's amazing that uh, most of these people on the left, they seem more concerned with convincing everyone that the GOP, especially Trump and his followers, support Putin and Russia. I mean, I'll say Tucker Carlson's off his rocker. I, I can't defend him, but I never took him that seriously anyway. So excluding him, nobody on the right is support. Trump said it was a genius move because it was. He, over the last few months, he loaded up all his troops on that border. And then he just stepped over one day and, and took the Donbass region with for nothing. Just took it. It's his. Um, it's about uh, an area about the size of uh, the state of Connecticut is what he, ju he just took. And that was before he went in and he's going after all of Ukraine now. Now, he's saying he did everything he can do to stop him. He didn't. He's got to take him out of SWIFT. What SWIFT is is a banking organization. It makes it easy for different countries to exchange goods and currency. It makes it real quick. Yes, you know, you got everybody on the left saying, oh, even if he takes him out of SWIFT, you get his money. Yeah, but it's going to take 60 to 90 days for a transaction as opposed to 24 hours, which is what SWIFT does. You need to cut him off of SWIFT. You need to cut him out of as many world financial organizations as possible. At least he followed suit with the European countries. He didn't personally sanction him first until the European countries did. But now they're starting to lock up Putin and Lavrov's money. That you got to do. You got to ramp up the U.S. production of energy, especially oil. And we got to undercut him and his power position in the energy field. That's what we got to do. Um, the stuff he's done now is basically a slap on the wrist. He's given the guy a two-minute timeout for murder. Um, but uh, 
And I also don't understand why he came right out and said, we will not put boots in the ground for Ukraine. Why? Even if you don't intend to do it, why do you let Putin know that? Why don't you let him think that's a possibility that, hey, America may come over here and try to stop us? Wouldn't it have been better leaving him under that? But anyway, uh, it's, I, I'm just confused by, by all this bullshit. All right, so now Tuesday the 1st, he's going to give his first State of the Union address. Now, I know he was planning on taking a victory lap and telling us how he finally led us through this pandemic. Because uh, don't kid yourself. That's why all these Democratic governors in blue states are lifting all the restrictions the week of his State of the Union address, a few days before and a few days after, everything being done between like February 27th and March 3rd, 4th. That's not a coincidence. That's so this guy could get up there and brag. Now he's going to have to address some other issues. But just remember, as he's up there bragging about everything he's accomplished, let's keep in mind what he's actually done. Inflation is at a 40-year high uh, with no relief in sight. Uh, J.O. lied again. He announced a couple of weeks ago that he sees it at relieving maybe the second quarter of 2023. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, gas is reaching 10-year highs, and it's more than likely going to be at an all-time U.S. high by the end of March. Um, crime and murder rates are on record-setting paces in every major city in this country. Race relations are the worst they've been in a decade or more. I mean, he's just totally dividing us. I'm glad he's unifying us. Um, and all this talk about the GOP supporting Putin, what happened to him being the president of everybody, red, blue, Republican, Democrat, whatever? He is constantly dividing us between red and blue and white and black. Every time he speaks, the man does it. He's also let two million unvaccinated, untested, unvetted, illegal immigrants walk into our country, and he's distributed them throughout the country into uh, weak Democrat areas so he gets some votes. Uh, and this guy's spoken and answered questions less than any president in history. And even when he answers questions, what little you can understand is usually a lie. Um, I know I sound like I'm anti-Biden. I'm really not. I am pro-American. I want the guy to su su succeed. If you or anybody you know can convince me that this man is doing something good, please have them get in touch with me because I'm rooting for America. I want it to happen. But to me, every decision and move this guy makes is wrong and blows up and turns to shit. Uh, I think he should take a page from the George Costanza method. Whatever his incompetent gut and first instinct are to do, he should do the complete opposite. I mean, it can't possibly have any worse of an outcome. I mean, everything is screwed up. He brags about this job creation. I've told you multiple times. He took over a closed country. It's a lot easier to have a lot more jobs in a country that opened up versus a country that was closed. We lost 25 million plus jobs in March 2020 when we closed down. And only about 17, 18 million of them have come back. So the guy hasn't created shit. He's a lot. He's a failure and he's incompetent and we need to make everybody know that. All right, that's all my spite and vinegar for today. Uh, I'm going to get into that betting with Broccoli Rob call and afterwards listen to a few listeners and calls on some must-watch TV and movies. Uh, and I got three that I've watched that I'm going to let you know about, give you a little review on. All righty, so we're going to get to 
betting with Broccoli Rob, our guy at PointsBet. Uh, you can also find PointsBet on Twitter. And don't forget, if you sign up now and you use our code MEATBALLS, you get up to $2,000 in free scudola bet. You can't beat that. They'll match you dollar for dollar for your first deposit. You deposit 100 bucks, they're going to give you 100 to bet with. You deposit up to 2000 they're going to give you $2,000 of free bets. You win those bets, you pocket that money. You can't beat that. Free chance at money, right? Uh, Broccoli Rob? You know, I had a lot of happy friends on the Super Bowl that took advantage of the match bet. These are guys that really don't bet, but as we talked about the week before, every American comes out of the woodwork and puts a couple bucks on the Super Bowl. Uh, so a few of my friends opened up accounts. I gave them some prop bets, and uh, and they were they went away very happy. So yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity. They didn't have to risk any of their own money initially, and uh, they walked away with some cash, and hopefully they'll become uh, you know customers of points bet down the road. Lord, hey. Can't, can't beat that. Well, you know, we always start off with the uh, time capsule cannoli, so we're going to take a bite out of that. This year, we're taking a bite out of 1978, our warm-up question. As usual, who was your president and vice president in 1978, Broccoli Rob? Now, I normally suck a time capsule cannoli. I absolutely suck, but I absolutely know the answer to this one. Okay. President Jimmy Carter, correct. Vice President Walter Mondale, correct. There you go. Yeah. Hey, he's on a roll. I'm uh, on a roll. All right, gallon of gas. Uh, you got to get within a quarter. I was thirty cents off, so I did not get this one. But what do you think a gallon of gas went for in nineteen seventy-eight? Fifty-seven cents. You're within six cents. It was sixty-three cents. You're killing. Ooh, You're killing it. I'm crushing time capsule cannoli. Thanks to quit. I uh, stop. Let's stop now. <laughs> let's stop now. I think you're gonna do pretty good. Uh, this one may be a little tough. Uh, you want to get within a dollar, but I actually got it because uh, I said, well, I can't say you what I said because it's within a dollar. A movie ticket. What do you think a first-run movie ticket went for in 1978? How about, if a gallon of gas was about 60 cents, a movie ticket was probably like a dollar? $2.50. I was going to say two fifty. I swear that was the first. I overthought it. I overthought I, you, it. You, you got to go first. I just, I was just like, ah, probably about two bucks. That's, that's why I, oh. I got it. All right. How about minimum wage? Minimum wage in 1978. I wasn't working then. Uh, I think I always say five bucks and I'm never right. So how about we say three fifty? Two sixty five. So you had to work, Ooh. you had to work an hour to go see a movie. <laughs> Now you got to work almost two, right? I got movie tickets. Got to be over 15 bucks and it's seven and a quarter, right? I haven't been to a movie in so long. I can't even tell you. Since my kids got older, I haven't been to a movie, man. It's it's a long time. The last, I just get them on Netflix. Yeah, that's what I, I'm trying to think of last one. I know uh, I seen Batman, the first Batman with Christian Bale in the movie theaters. That's I think that might be the last movie. Oh, no, no, no. One Thanksgiving, I went and seen Creed when Creed opened. That's okay. the last movie I seen. I've all seen all of them, but none of them in the theaters. All right, so uh, let's see. You are uh, you're good on two out of four. This you should do because this this was our heyday. You're about my age, right? I'm 53. Yep. So this is this is when we were watching TV. Top five yep. TV shows, 1978. Yeah, Probably three of your favorite shows <laughs> are yeah, in this top five. But, uh, but 78. Let me see. So. You got to say Happy Days. There you go to Fonz. Hey. For Happy Days, I would watch Laverne and Shirley. I think that was the order of the shows. Yes. So Laverne and Shirley. And they were the ones I watched. Um, 
Happy Days of Vernon Shirley. I always say the love boat. The love boat's not in there, is it? No, and I was actually I actually thought it was going to be when I pulled up the year. I actually said Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, Happy Days, and probably the love boat. But it wasn't even in the top ten yet. I thought that was when it was in its heyday. Yeah. Me, well, maybe it was a little bit later. Maybe yeah. it was a little bit later. I could, I could it might have it. started in 77 and, and 78 and not and gotten big till 79. I'm not sure. I'll have to look at the years. But yeah, I expect. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to get this. Love Boat and Fantasy Island got to be in there. Oh, but and Fantasy weren't. Island would have been another good guess. I'm, I'm out of guesses, but what, what were they? Uh, Laverne and Shirley was the number one show. Three's Company, the, the, the third show after that. It went Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, oh. and Three's Company on Tuesday nights, I if you recall. So loved did I. It. Loved it. Especially the original cast. Uh, I was okay with the new, after they got rid of Chrissy's, but I really liked it with Chrissy. Uh, then Mork and Mindy, Happy mm. Days, and then some show Angie, which I've never even heard of. I have Not, no idea who was in it, what it was about. Never heard of Angie. About, I have no idea what that is. How about top five movies? Top five movies in 78. So, I mean, Jaws, Star Wars, um, Close Encounters, maybe, of the third kind, uh, E.T. or something like that. E.T. was in the 80s. I think Star Wars was 77. Uh, you got at Close Encounters, did you say, uh, Animal House? I did not say Animal House. You got the top five. Grease was number one. Animal House was number two. Close Encounters was number three. Every Which Way But Loose, which I vaguely remember but did not realize it was that big, was number four. And Heaven Can Wait, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, was uh, number five. I can't believe Animal House was all the way back in 78. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my gosh. Well, what did he die in, 80? When did he die? He died in 80, 83. No later than 83, I don't think. He died by 83, Belushi, I bet. Man, I thought that movie, I put. I pegged that movie in the, in the mid-late 80s. I would have never thought it was late 70s. Holy shit, our time flying by. Dude, can it, dude that was 40 years ago. It's scary. Yeah. I know, 78 was 40 years ago for everybody, anybody that's over. 44, you know, 45. actually, it's close to 45 years. It's crazy. Well, you know what's amazing? I had read the other day that I didn't realize. Do you know anybody born in before 2000 is now old enough to drink? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 2022. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, I never thought about it like that, but hell yeah. I mean, 22 years since 2020 is also a scary thought. I remember laying in my bed when I was about 12 saying, man, I'm going to be 39 or 32 in the year 2000. And now it's 2022. All right, let's yeah. go with the champions. Now, if you think about these, you should get these because these were our heydays. They, uh, I had no idea though, in the NBA champion, you might know NBA better than me. I had no idea this team ever won a championship. Okay. But the Super Bowl, which would have been the 77 season. Yeah. So Pittsburgh Steelers or Dallas Cowboys? That's what I got to go with. Dallas beat Denver 27-10. Okay. Yeah, so, you're right. This is our heyday. I'm going to tell you. World, uh, World Series. Uh, World Series, 78. Uh, oh, he was the stir that stirred. The, he was the straw that stirred the drink. Does that line help you? Was it is it the uh, is it the Dodgers or the Reds? The Yankees beat the Dodgers. Reggie Jackson. I think that was his second year. In New York, oh, remember the big, the big thing. I'm the he said I'm the stir that I'm the straw that stirs this drink. He used to say, <laughs> "Yeah, he was, he was I think that's the guy. one he hit the three home runs in too. That's where he got yeah. Mister October. Yeah, absolutely. How yeah. about the Stanley Cup bonus? Well, Stanley if you could say who they beat. All right. Well, in '78, maybe the Canadians. There you go. I knew you were going to get that because you always go with them when you don't know. They were so good though. They won, dude. They won 26 cups. You just guess Montreal. Here, you're gonna be, you're gonna get it right. Sometimes. Most, oh yeah, most of the time. I didn't realize they won that many. 
I know oh, they yeah, went they two won. or three in a row then, didn't they? I actually got this one wrong, though, because I thought it was still the Islanders finishing up their three or four after they – because they beat the, – the Flyers won two, then the Islanders won three or four, then the Canadians won three or four. But yep. I thought this was still the Islanders, and I was wrong. You know who they beat? Uh, well, I'm going to say back then it was the Patrick division. So maybe the Rangers? Boston Bruins. They were, I was they were good the back then. Now, the NBA champions, uh, I actually thought the team that lost won. I thought it was the only time they had ever won. And the team that won, I never even knew won one. And it was a seven-game series. The Denver Nuggets. Washington Bullets beat the Supersonics. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, that, one, that one I was not guessing. No, so. I had no idea the Bullets ever won an NBA title. Oh, uh, me either. I wow. didn't even know they were around in 78. I thought they got here later. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, let's talk a little bit about points bet and see where we could bet that two thousand free skittles. Um, yeah. So what uh, what kind of in game betting is available in the NBA? And uh, let's discuss what kind of odds we have on NBA champions. Well, <clears throat> in game betting is just is, is taken off. I mean, I know more people now that just wait for the game to start before they place their wager because they if you're home. And you're watching the game and, you, you know, even a casual fan could look at a game, whether it's a hockey game or a football game, a basketball game, this team's dominating, this team can't play, you know, the crowd's going crazy. You get a better feel for the game. Maybe one guy gets gets hot. You could see he's on that, his game tonight and you just pick up and, you know, bet over on his points or over on his assist or whatever the case might be. Um, odds to win it all in the NBA Interesting. I actually had to look this up, and I actually pulled it up from points bet. Mm -hmm. So who do you think is favorite? I'll give you a hint, because I know you're not a huge NBA guy. Not at all, uh, yeah. The two biggest favorites are out of the Western Conference. Now, who would you say they would be? I would say the Phoenix Suns, if Chris Paul gets back. Correct. And Golden State's getting healthy. Is Golden State up there? You nailed it. So you got Golden State and the Phoenix Suns who are plus 450. So, you know, 100 bucks wins you $450. And I like both of those because one of them probably will be playing in the championship, right? One of them. Well, yeah, one of them's going to win the West. Uh, and I think it's uh, Phoenix if Chris Paul's, what, he broke a finger or something on his shooting yeah. hand. I'm not sure what his injury is, but I know he did get hurt. And a lot of the, you know, pundits are are leaning toward Phoenix to come out. They uh, they lost to the Lakers a couple of years ago in the conference finals. They were they're a whisker away. I mean, Bevin Booker's unbelievable. They have a great team. I, I like Phoenix. So here's a here's a quick plan, right? Mm -hmm. Put a hundred bucks on the Suns to win it all. Put a hundred bucks on Golden State to win it all. Obviously, one of them's not going to make it. So let's say you have the Suns. For a hundred bucks to win the championship, now you lose a hundred on the stake, so you got three fifty riding. Now you can just hedge your way through the NBA finals. You can bet, bet the in, bridge. or bet international in, in, in different games. Yeah, yeah, you could take you could take Phoenix when they're when they're my, plus points, and hopefully they maybe they lose but they cover. You could do a, all kinds of hedging for every game if you're smart and really not be risking a lot, but have an opportunity to win some significant money. So I know people that'll do that. Um, but that's, you know, that's that's <clears throat> down the road. If you decide to bet a team to win the championship, most people will place a hedge bet. Like if they're playing the Sixers, you can even take the Sixers at 100 at even money and then win money no matter who wins, right? Mm -hmm. what so, a, so who's that, who are the favorites coming out of the East? Sixers so are probably about, what, third or fourth? 
Uh, actually, you have the the Brooklyn Nets at six to one, the Milwaukee Bucks at six to one. Now, this, I'm sorry, these are the win it all, right? So, mm-hmm. Brooklyn six to one to win it all, Milwaukee six to one to win it all. You got the Sixers at eight to one, so you drop a little bit when you get to the Sixers. We're going to have to see how Harden meshes and gels on that team. I tell you, he's saying all the right things. I do at eight to one. That might be a decent bet because. It's it's going to be a hot bet because they were nine to one and they're eight to one. So somebody else is thinking like that too. There's some people going. You know what? I'll take a shot. Maybe Harden really makes this team that much better. We'll but, see. But, and here's you know, the thing: that man has done everything in the NBA but won a title, and he's never yeah. got to play with a competent big man like Embiid. Well, every few people have played with a man as competent as Embiid. So yeah, it could be possible. Hopefully, Tobias Harris can. Can shoot a little bit better. I miss Curry though. I think Curry. I, I I think we needed that outside threat, but I don't know. Well, we'll 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 have to see. Didn't he play the other night? Harden didn't the Sixers? Did he play Wednesday? I think his first or, game's supposed to be Friday. His first game's supposed to be Friday. Mm-hmm. And now I'm reading uh, Simmons probably is not going to play the March 10th game in Philly, which I really wanted to see him get his ass uh, boot. I hope to God we have a seven game series with four games in Philly against Ben Simmons. How great would that be? <laughs> you know, now they know that he's not expected to score and they just he's a distributor and plays defense and moves the ball up and down the quarters. He's a great ball handler. Look, he just can't score. He's a head case. Don't even if I'm coaching him, I tell him, we know you're not going to score. Don't even try to score. You suck. Just play <laughs> defense. Distribute the ball. You're an amazing athlete. Don't shoot. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, the, the, in the playoffs, they're going to do the same thing. They I did know. against the Sixers. When he brings it up, they're going to leave him alone. And, well, yep. The only thing is they got – if Westbrook and Durant are both healthy, he may be able to play like that. We didn't have enough firepower to play like that with him here. Yeah, he's definitely a liability. So to finish it out real quick, you got the Miami Heat at 10-1. to 1. You got the Celtics at 16-1. to 1. Okay, then we're back to the Western Conference. You got the Jazz at 16-1. to 1. And here's the sexy pick. The Memphis Grizzlies at twenty five hundred to one. Okay, now that would that, are they so seated I, right now? Um, I don't know, but they're one of the best teams in the league versus the spread. They are they are they have the best record in the NBA versus the spread, which really means they've been underrated all year because odds makers get dialed into a team. They can usually get the spread. They're they're like seven games above every other team against the spread so now whether or not they can win against playoff teams consistently that's why they're 2500 to one One. but a lot of people i talk to are are taking a shot on this john morant for them is phenomenal he's like i may have to to look at that i might throw i may throw a hundred on that at that rate if if, if you're that confident yeah and then listen i've got one more pick out there and uh it's the denver nuggets you know nikola Jokic, the joker MVP candidate. They have a great guard. I can't remember his name right now. Um, phenomenal guard. And they're 2,800 to one. Wow. So, you know, if you put, if you spread out 500 bucks and you throw it on five of these teams, you know, and then you have a chance to hedge down the road, it keeps you interested. And listen, how long does the NBA playoffs go? What is it like two months? It's, yeah. It's almost like a season between that and hockey. Yeah. It's a new season. Right. It starts. It's, it's a new season. So you, you throw 500 out at the beginning of the season and you're in action for two months for 500 bucks. I mean, it's two months of action. Yeah. So, true. I mean, for me, like I like to bet a little and win a lot. That's my, <laughs> <thing>. me too. <laughs>
So I don't want to put a thousand bucks on. You know, that's let's let's repeat that interesting strategy for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Bet a little, little, win a lot. That's your goal. If if you can do that, you're gonna you're gonna be ahead of it in gambling. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you bet a little, win a lot. Who doesn't want to do that, right? (laughs) I'm man. I'm glad. That's that's almost as uh, big as Kamala Harris telling us how bad the uh, Russian situation is. Oh God! Did you please. see that? Listen to me. This is a bad situation. No shit. Well, I'm sorry. I, that's the rest of my show. You and I have fun. We won't go into that bit. Oh, sure. How about hockey? We got any hockey shit out yet? Yeah, there's hockey. I mean, hockey is just coming off the All Star break, and there's one team that's pretty much dominating the NHL season this year. Now, hockey is a lot like basketball. Not as similar. Like normally, basketball. Let's look when. You know, you knew Golden State was going to win the championship or you knew the Cavaliers are going to get in the championship. Like would they play three years in a row or something? Yeah. Then you knew the Lakers are going to win that one year. You always have the dominant teams in basketball. Like pretty much, you know, it's going to be Golden State or Phoenix versus, you know, Milwaukee, Britain, Nets or the Sixers. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. One of those three. So it's only like two or three teams that can win the championship in the NBA. It's not like football. Hockey's like that too, right? So there's the team Colorado Avalanche. They're the best team in the league. They score four goals a night. They dominate. They have a great goalie. They're four to one to win it all, which is low odds. Real early, yeah, this early. Yeah, and hockey, man, when you get out there, you know, you get an injury, you run into a hot goalie. That's what I was going to say in hockey. You get a hot goalie, you can win the cup. You, absolutely. And teams have done that. Right. So oh, yeah. I don't like Colorado at four to one. I do think they have a great chance to win, but I wouldn't put my money out at four to one. I'd rather put my, my money on a team like Florida. Now the Florida Panthers are eight to one. Okay. They lead the league in goals. <laughs> this team's on. If you ever watch a Florida Panther game, I haven't they, watched a hockey game. I don't think since COVID started to tell you the truth. Well, I'll tell you, if you ever channel surfing through ESPN or, or NHL or, or any puck channel, Florida, they score seven goals routinely. Oh, my God. Seven goals. It's, it's seven goals is a ton of goals. They score five, six, seven, eight goals a night. I uh, mean, Have the Flyers scored eight goals in a week <laughs> recently? <laughs> dude, they suck. I mean, it's it's just a, it it's embarrassing. Bad. They suck. I mean, I, I love the Flyers, and it's just so disappointing that every single year. I mean, when was the last time they were good? When was the last time they made the playoffs? Like, I, I don't even remember when they were in the playoffs. Meaning, I think, did they make it Five, the year right before COVID? They may have made it the year right before but, COVID. But, but that was an outlier that year. I think they eked in right before COVID started, but I'm not positive of that. I mean, I, oh, you did, know what? You're right. They did. They did because they they did. They won. They had some crazy three game playoff series to seed the teams, and they got hot, and that's how they got in. Mm-hmm. Then they got bounced out. So yeah, it's it's depressing. So, but I like the Florida Panthers. They they let up some goals. So. You know, listen, when you get into the playoffs, you get down to the final, you know, eight teams, the final four teams, all the teams are really good. Florida goes through. There's a lot of teams in the NHL that aren't that good. Like you might you might play Ottawa Senators. They're not really a good team. Florida's going to put up seven goals against them. It's very impressive. But Ottawa's not going to be in the playoffs. You know, and even you know, they play the Flyers. They might put six against the Flyers. The Flyers aren't going to be in the playoffs. So there's a lot of games throughout the year that the Florida Panthers are playing against non-playoff teams. So, but I like them because they got a great coach. They got a great offense. They're hungry. They got a crazy crowd. 
So, and guess what? Doesn't the championship come out of Florida every year for something? I mean, didn't Tampa Lightning win it two years in a row? It, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, well, last year they won both, didn't they? Super Bowl and the Cup. Yeah, you got Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup two years in a row. So I'll just put my money on a Florida team at 8-1 to one and see what happens. I, hey, I like that bet. <laughs> How about uh, March Madness, which is probably the next biggest gambling event in America next to the Super Bowl. May even be bigger. I wonder, if, I wonder what more money is put on. Only because there's more oh. games, would I say, March Madness. Oh, 100% March Madness. 100% March Madness. You got March Madness is my favorite sporting event to bet bar none. Uh, yeah, I love it. I, 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 I actually, I like college basketball. I like those kids playing. Now, that being said, and I, 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 I it, full disclosure, if I'm being 100% honest, I have never won money betting the NCAA tournament. Okay. I have never won money because the games are so crazy and so unpredictable. And you have good teams that no one's ever heard of coming out of some Patriot conference playing against a team like Michigan State. And Michigan State will get upset. I mean, it's, you know, that's why they call it March Madness. Because it's, right? it's mad. Yeah, it is. It's Absolutely. I do. I love. I love doing the brackets. I love the playing. I, I've, I've won like two brackets. I actually won a bracket one year. No lie. I had Syracuse winning it all, and they they were the first team off the board. They lost the first game that opening Thursday, and I still won because I had six at a grade eight and uh, three at a final four. And then it came down to, um, I want to say it was Kentucky Kansas. And if Kansas won, I would have lost, but Kentucky won or vice versa because they, they, right. the only guy who could beat me had had the other team. So Okay. Yeah, the brackets are a blast. Uh, you know the odds of picking a perfect bracket, by the way? Well, I know Buffett offers a million dollars if you do it, don't he? he? I don't know. He did offer a million bucks for a perfect bracket for years, and I actually think he offered $10 million, not a million. Do you know what the odds are? It's probably it's one like, in 39 million. <laughs> It's like one quintillion to one. It's off the charts. I think it's like 30 zeros. It's insane because you have to remember now, realistically, the odds may be a little bit different, but you have to make have a 16 beat a one to, to basically factor into the odds, right? right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A 16 only beat a one one time. That was a few years ago when Virginia lost. Oh, okay. I, I knew a 15 beat a two. I didn't know a 16 beat a one. I thought Virginia was a two, but I, I, I it, mixed it up. I know every year a 15 beats a, uh, I mean, a uh, 12 beats a four. A 12 beats a five. Yeah, A five, I mean, yeah. 12 will beat a five. A, 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 you know, twos beaten 15 or 15s beaten twos happens, but it's rare. But a 16 has never beat a one in all the years of March Madness until a couple of years ago. Virginia, as a one seed, got beat, embarrassed, really. The following year, they won the whole thing. Dang. So um, when you factor in all the conceivable, listen, just think about it. A 16 beats a one, then the 16 wins. Yeah, you have to have all six teams. All, six, all four 16 seeds playing in the final four to really complete every conceivable possible option, nice. right? Yes. So the odds are one quintillion to one. You can Google it. It's a freaking number I've never seen on paper before. Well, you figure you got to pick 32 games, and that's not counting the play-in games. 32 games the first round, 16 games the next. So that's 48, 8, 56, then 4, 60, then 2, 62, and then the winner. So you got to you got to properly predict 63 games. <laughs> yeah, you have to properly predict 63 games, but where the odds really get you is there's 63 games you have to predict, 
but there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of possible matchups in those 63, 63 games. games. Oh yeah. You get, yeah. One player, one, one, <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, you get one guy yeah. winning in the first three rounds that gets knocked out in the first round. You, you already lose six games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he, he's nice enough to put his $10 million up. He can afford it, but he's never going to lose that $10 million. There's never, ever been a perfect bracket. There was, never, there was so, a guy, though, and I actually think it was a young kid, and I think he was uh, special. Yeah, he had a, he was perfect the first two rounds. He was perfect to the Sweet 16, exactly, which is phenomenal. I don't even know how you do that. Yeah, that's that's pure luck. It's got to be pure luck. Oh, yeah, dude. Who, you, you, it's 100% luck, especially when these games come down the last minute and a ball bounces off the rim and goes in or doesn't go in, mm-hmm. kind of like the shot that fucking dick hit for Toronto against us, which is the... Um, yeah, the seven bounces. <laughs> yeah, can you tell I'm a uh, Sixers fan when I had the vengeance that I have in my voice when I say that? I will never forget watching that game on TV and watching that ball bounce. There were about five of us. And with every bounce, we moved closer and closer to the TV. And then we were all around the TV when it went in. I was like, oh, my God. I know. And my kids, I watched it with my kids, and they're huge Sixers fans. Like, they they love the Sixers. That's their number one Philly team. And it was just painful. What the heck was his name? Um, so it's hit my tongue. He, he plays in San Antonio. Then he went to Toronto. Oh, yeah, he's phenomenal. And yeah, his name's yeah. escaping me right now. He was the yeah. MVP that year too. He is oh, really he good. So good. Yeah. Toronto won it all that year. Um, but they played against the golden state team that lost three of their best players. It was kind of like a trick. Yeah. It was, they, they weren't playing the true West champions. They were playing the team that wore the West champions jerseys. Yeah. yeah. Clay Thompson went down and then Kevin Durant went down. Yeah, and you know, and, and Curry had a bad series, too, I think. I think his shot was off. He might have had a problem with one of his arms the end of the year. Or didn't yeah. he have a, I think he had a leg problem the end of that year. Yeah, something, something like that. But um, it's driving me nuts. I can't think of that guy's name. Yeah. But, I'm, I'm gonna think, as soon as we hang up, I'll probably think of it. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not even getting a letter. I can't, I'm not even a syllable or a sound on the name I can't think of. <laughs> who do you, so who do you like to win? I haven't even looked at any of the college basketball. Who is the favorite to win it? Is there? There's no odds on that yet, is there? No, there's no odds on it yet because there's a lot of teams that still haven't made it that can make it, right? So they have every conference has a playing tournament, like the Big East tournament. Yeah. There are teams that are like, let's just, I'm making this up, 7 and 26. Like they're not going to get an automatic bid. But if they win their conference championship, they get in. Yeah. So, you know, you have a team like, let's say, Georgetown. I don't know how good they are, but if they win the Big East tournament, they, get, they get an automatic bid. Yeah, they're the automatic bid. That happens throughout the country, throughout conferences. Every conference pretty much has an automatic bid. And there are teams that the only way they get in is to win their conference. Their conference is so lowly rated that a team from that conference would never get a bid. That the only way to get in is to win your tournament. Yeah, like where I went to school, right? I went to Ryder University. We don't get automatic bids from that conference. They have a conference tournament. And if you win the conference tournament, you get you get in. So I think Ryder has been in an NCAA tournament twice. And one, and one time I was in Vegas, I had recently graduated. They were playing Kentucky. They were getting 43 points from Kentucky. And I went to the sports book at Caesars with a Ryder shirt on and a Ryder hat. <laughs> and bet <Go>, Kentucky. Go <laughs> Bronx. Of course I bet Kentucky. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I knew that's where it was going as soon as you said that. No, I bet Ryder, and I think Kentucky won by 50-something points. Um, uh, they covered the spread, I can tell you that. I remember years ago, 
And it was when I was betting a lot. Nebraska was giving 40 points every week. I bet oh. against them like six straight weeks and lost. The first week, I said, I'm tired of losing this money. They were given 34 and won by 32. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the Jinx team. Everybody has a kiss of death team, I like to call it, right? Mm -hmm. So no matter what happens, if you bet on that team, they don't cover. If you bet against them, they cover. So after years of sports gambling, there's teams, there's just certain teams I refuse to bet on or against. You know, let's say, I, I mean, it varies, but there are certain teams that that stand out to me that the Carolina Panthers is one team that stands out to me. No matter who, if Carolina's on the board, I just put a big cross through that game and I do not <laughs> bet Carolina Panther games. I do not bet Carolina Panther games. So take that advice. If there's a team that's just got it like a thorn in your side, no matter what you do, fucking just stay away from those games. BYU basketball. Is one that kills me in the NCAA tournaments all the time. <laughs> I like BYU. See, I'm the opposite. I, I love that in BYU. I, I, that, well, that's one that I love. For some reason, I, I have no reason or rhyme or reason to it. Why? For some reason, I like Brigham Young, and I've always bet on him, and they always screw me. Always screw yeah, me. That's, yeah, they don't, they, don't, they don't like you. That's the problem. Yeah, I, dude, I remember there was one game. They were. I, I think the line was six. They were up by 12 with like four seconds left. They missed every foul shot they made, and, and the team went down and made like three threes, and they lost. They they only won by four and screwed me. There's a company, Sportsline. They put out a lot of picks. They're professional sports handicappers. They have write-ups on quarterbacks and games, and they cover everything from tennis to soccer to football and basketball. They have a uh, page on Instagram, just Sportsline. You could follow them, and every day they post a bad beat. Every week they post a bad beat. Now it could be soccer, it could be basketball, it could be hockey, and they show these phenomenally bizarre endings. endings. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was Sportsline. I know I there was a while I was watching those on YouTube, and then I just forgot about them. I got to look them up again because oh yeah, there was there's been some amazing ones. <laughs> Listen, well Scott Van Pelt has has a show on ESPN, Bad Beats. That's the acts actually where I think I seen it. I don't think it was Sportsline. I think cuz I I was going to say I thought that was ESPN. I, I must have watched Van Pelt's show. Van Pelt's show. He's the guy who well he's Excuse the rich him and uh, Stanford Steve. It's a half hour show and they go around the globe and they say spread and they put the spread at the bottom. Let's say it's Stanford plus seven and a half and Stanford will be winning the basketball game by six points with, you know, a minute to play. And somehow the game will get into overtime. And then somehow miraculously the other team will cover the spread. I mean, these things are so bizarre that you could never even think of them. They they're so crazy. Uh, yeah, I know. I remember watching some of them. Like if, if you wrote a movie, a sports movie, yeah. With uh, these things happening, uh, nobody would believe it. They'd be like, get out of here. Speaking of sports movies, I got two uh, that I can recommend for you that I watched recently that were really good. Uh, home Team, which is based on Sean Payton's suspension. And he went home and coached uh, his son's uh, high school or youth league football team. It's, it's pretty good. It's got some poignant moments and it's good. And uh, Kevin James plays Sean Payton. Uh, oh. If anybody else did it, I would say he did a great job, but I am so familiar with him from King of Queens and so into him from his movies. I just couldn't accept him as Sean Payton. But he he actually, if if 
objectively, he didn't do such a bad job. Right, right. But you're used to his character. Yeah, he just, it's just, uh, to me, he's, you know, what was his name? Doug Heffernan and whoever his character was in Grown Ups or Paul Blart. That's that's yeah. Kevin James to me. He can't be a Super Bowl winning football coach to me. He no, can't it, be it. Um, yeah. But that one. And then the uh, American Underdog, which is the Kurt Warner story, which, uh, you know, I, I've always had a little affinity for Warner, but now I really, really like him. I mean, if that story in that movie is is close to the truth. What a yeah. phenomenal man he is. <laughs> no, it's 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 a great movie. I watched it a couple weeks ago actually. And uh no, I really liked it and Anamri liked it who, you know, doesn't like sports at all. Yeah, even if you don't like sports you could like it. Well, I, it's I mean it's uh, it's a great movie. It really is. Um yeah. and you know to, to 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 have that much faith in yourself. And I actually you know what I I actually my eyes welled up a little. When they showed his coworker at the supermarket when he was in the Super Bowl, oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. uh, and he was jumping up and down. That got me. That scene got me. I really liked that. Yeah, there was there was a lot of good scenes, and he ended up being a you know Hall of Famer. He went to two Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl, three. He went to three, two with the Rams, one with the Cardinals. Oh, I forgot about two with the Rams. Right, he won, then lost to the Patriots, mm-hmm. and then he lost to Pittsburgh when he was in Arizona. Yeah, he went to three. Yeah, phenomenal. He played with. God, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I thought, I remember him playing with the Giants for a year. Yeah, he had, but what happened was late, late in his Rams career, he had hurt his thumb and the hand wasn't right for like three years because he never let it heal. So he wasn't that, he was there, you know, just to kind of mentor Peyton when he, uh, not Peyton, Eli when he first got there, but he was never ready. He he could never hold the ball. He was always fumbling and dropping the ball. I remember that. Yeah. And then uh, I I actually think he didn't start initially in Arizona and that's what gave his hand enough time to heal. And they put him in, and he went on that tear and took him. I remember the Eagles destroyed him that Thanksgiving that they won the Super Bowl. And we had the lead late in that AFC, NFC Championship game, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well they, well, they beat us. They beat us in right? the NFC Championship game. Yeah, but we had. I think we took the lead with under two minutes left. Donovan took him down, and then our defense let it go. Fitzgerald, I think, Yeah, what we a were big book- pass. We, we were booking flights to Arizona, dude. Because yeah, I, I think the championship was in Arizona that, that year. I we believe were- that was, yeah. Yeah, well, I was called. Yeah, I went. I went to San Diego because uh, Tampa Bay can't win a game in on the forty degree weather. <laughs> yeah. I went and watched Oakland Tampa Bay in a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh my God! I know, I know, I know. Jesus. All righty, my man. I know you told me you got uh, things to do, and we're getting near that time. I really uh, enjoyed our phone conversation. I hope everybody listening does. Again, don't forget to visit pointsbet.com and sign up when you get the uh, question about your code. Enter meatballs and get up to two thousand dollars skittle. But this was our betting with Broccoli Rob. Broccoli Rob, I appreciate your input as I do every week. Look forward to hearing from you next week. Let's do some research on the USFL uh, and and get ready for that. And uh, yeah. we'll prepare for this uh, NCAA bracket. Maybe uh, get some people together to do a bracket together. We'll see that would what be happens. great. That would be great, Meatball. I'm in if you want to do a bracket challenge. I'll, All right. I'll so we got at least two of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, well get- like I said, I've never won money on the tournament. So you're, you're probably going to beat me there. Oh, well, then we'll leave it head, heads up and we'll play $1,000 each. <laughs> now, uh, again, thank you very much for your time. You have a great one. And uh, I look forward to seeing you this week. Uh, Broccoli Rob is out. All right. That was Broccoli Rob. Thanks again for uh, calling in, Brock. Love our conversations. Uh, and now let's get into some uh, phone calls for recommendations. Hi, Meatball. It's me, the Broad. 
I just wanted to touch base with a movie that is very, very funny. It's a very low-budgeted movie that came out in 1986 with Paul Rodriguez. It's a, it's really funny. It's called The Whoopie Boys. It's um about a guy from New York having to go to charm school in order to marry um into money. It's it's a really funny movie. You got to watch it. Very low budgeted. It didn't get like a lot of reviews. So, all right, Meatball. Take care. Bye. Ozark's the best series ever. Bye. Meatballs, loving the podcast. Huge fan. Can't get enough of it. Great. Joe Matarese calling from Juno, I guess. Juno Beach in lovely uh, Florida here, right outside of West Palm. Must see movie. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm pissed that you can't get it streaming anywhere. That That's a sign it's good in 2022, when that shit isn't coming into any on-demand services. you got to go to the movie theater. That's when you know. And that's Licorice Pizza. i got to go see this movie. It's nominated for a bunch of Oscars. And, uh, you know, the same guy who made Boogie Nights made this. So, you know it's going to be great. Licorice Pizza. Must see. What are your thoughts on that, Meatballs? All right, so uh, one guy real quick just wanted to let us know Ozark is the best show on television. Uh, I have that in my favorites and area to watch, but haven't quite watched it yet. Got a recommendation for Licorice Pizza from somebody who hasn't watched it yet, but I also have that set to watch. Uh, it's another rom-com. I like them. Uh, I'm not a girly man. I just get warm and fuzzy over love. It's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, but uh, an uh, old-time movie, The Whoopie Boys with Paul Rodriguez. I got to look into that. I I haven't even read about it, but uh, I got three movies for you. I got Marry Me. It's Jennifer Lopez, who plays a uh, rising music star who has problems with her music star boyfriend. Somehow, Owen Wilson, who's not even a fan, ends up in the audience, and uh, she has a song, Marry Me. He's holding up a sign, Marry Me. They end up being married strangers, as, uh, and then they try to work it into a... Um, what's it called, publicity, stunt, uh, and they get along, and they start, they start getting, it's really good, and like I said, I love rom-coms, so I enjoyed the movie, watch it. I also got two football movies to bring me a little back into the manhood, but uh, both, I think both you and your ladies, guys, will like these movies. The first one's Home Team. It's Kevin James playing Sean Payton. Uh, it's based on Sean Payton's suspension when he was suspended by the New Orleans Saints, and he went home and he coached his son's youth football team during that suspension. It's really good. A lot of poignant moments. I don't want to give too much of the story away, but check that out. It's available on, on demand. And then the other one is American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. I mean, the guy went from stock boy to arena football to the NFL to Super Bowl champ and the league MVP. I mean, and now he's in the Hall of Fame. It's just an amazing story. I had a lot of respect for the guy before the movie and after I'm watching this movie. It's a great movie and I have even more respect for him. So there you go. I got you six or seven things you can watch if you need something to watch. And uh, that's going to be my episode this week. This is the Meatball, and he's turning off his microphone. Thank you for listening in.